welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we are getting ahead of these Tuesday night games in the NBA playoffs as it's Monday as we record this best bets video for you. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. We've also got player props on the slate for you guys uh, so you can continue to follow along with us. Also head to thelines.com. You can check out all the great content we're putting up on the site around the NBA and more right now. Uh, And we also have that odds finder tool up there. You can use that to make sure that you are getting the best odds available to you uh, from all these bets that you are making in the NBA this postseason can't go through the slate on uh, Monday night with you guys yet and see how we did in our best bets picks there Uh, so we'll just move right along into this first pick that you've got Nate as we're uh, taking the clips and a lot of points plus 12 for the Clippers here in an elimination spot Uh, and there's an outside chance that Kawhi Leonard plays uh, but that obviously would shift the line tremendously I would just go ahead and bet this if you see this early up on Tuesday because I I think they cover even without Kawhi. Um, they're obviously used to, after playing two games without him, <clears throat> uh, lost by exactly 12 in game four. And there's some things that are just not going to happen again that happened in that game, uh, which also was played at home where the Clippers just like reek of the demise of the franchise. And like, it's not helpful is basically what I'm saying. It's not helpful to play at home for this team right now. Uh, because of all the the crap that's going on, but outshot by 17 free throws for the Suns, the team that leads the league in mid range attempts and gets the line never. Uh, uh, the, they only scored 17 points in the second quarter. Look, the Clippers are fourth in bench scoring and field goal percentage since the break. Their bench is hit a little bit because people are starting instead of Kawhi. But guys like Norman Powell, he's not shooting four for 15 again he, as a starter. Uh, he's going to be much better. And Russ continues to be revitalized as that top option, 31 and a half points per game on 54, 50, 93 splits, which is just absurd to think about considering you shooting like 30, 30, 30, 20, 60 for most of his time with the Lakers. And yeah. all of a sudden he's thriving. Uh, give Ty Lue credit and Ty Lue, who is the craftiest coach around said he has tricks up his sleeve. He's not lying. I promise you folks. Uh, he's eight and three against the spread in road playoff games of the last couple of years. Uh, that includes, you know, straight up beating Utah as dogs to close them out, uh, beating Dallas as small favorites in Dallas to close them out. Uh, their last six, they've been underdogs on the road in these playoff in the playoffs. And, and they've covered in four of those. They've won three of them. I'm not saying go plus five seventy for the Clippers to win, but I just I trust that this will be a relatively close game. I think the Suns will actually be more feeling more pressure than the Clips. They really need to get this over with uh, because their guys are playing 45 minutes every get time this series gets extended. So I, I think it'll be more pressure for them at home. And the Clippers will be playing with house money and, and playing fast and free, I think, uh, enough to cover. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know what you're going to get from Russell Westbrook. He's, he's going to be bringing it. Uh, so as long as, you know, like you said, Norman Powell is, is able to get closer to his normal than what he was uh, able to do there in the last game where they still only lost by 12, obviously at home for the Clips in that one. But uh, you expect much more from, from Norman Powell, uh, who, had, who had a good performance there in game two, obviously, just still wasn't enough as they lost by 14 to the Suns who were at home. So I, I guess the only fear is that, you know, you, you have to sweat um, at the end there that maybe the, the clips are down by double digits or they're down by seven or eight. And then, you know, you get a 
couple threes or free throws and and that's what you're sweating but i think the 12 points that you get with the without even knowing if if Kawhi is going to play because there is a possibility that he does and if he does then I, I think 12 is an even better bet obviously what a, what a uh, take there that they're going to be way better and, with their best and player should mention um, this is the first time this series that they've had two days off before playing so yeah he couldn't go after only one day off between games but now he's getting treatment on monday and, and maybe he is ready to play yeah you never know it's it's not worth necessarily predicting with him but you're on the right side of it if he does play with with the plus 12 as that'll only go down in favor of the clips so you know getting ahead of that is fine and even if he doesn't play you know like like we we're saying i think the key here is that like russell westbrook won't let them say die uh and so this is not a team necessarily that you think is going to be a one two three cancun team until you really step all over their throats especially because they don't have pg and Kawhi, who to be honest I would accuse of being soft at the end of games and giving up when when things are out of their reach. So another team that I actually do think will be be giving up and maybe saying one, two, three Cancun, hopefully by the end of the first quarter is the Timberwolves because I'm taking Denver minus three in the first quarter of this game. It's a nine and a half point spread and I'm not necessarily scared of it, but I am scared of the way that that Denver has sort of loafed around at the end of games that they were winning by double digits against this team or take the third quarter of the third game where they gave, they were outscored by 15. Um, and so I, that, that scares me a little bit, but I got to believe that after losing that game in overtime that they probably should have won uh, that they you know come back in this one with ferocity right out of the gate and and they are one of the best first quarter teams in the league only Memphis had a uh, better plus minus than they did uh, in this game in, in the regular season uh, the Timberwolves at about a plus four on the season the, the Grizzlies were at plus four point uh, eight points per game in terms of their plus minus as a team in the first quarter so uh, I gotta continue to feel good about the the Nuggets doing that in the postseason as well as they have won uh the first two quarters uh, uh in this in this series by an average of six points per game when they were at home last um so you know feeling pretty good about the fact that they already do come out strong and, and that's on the back of Jokic coming out having the fourth most points per game in the first quarter uh in this postseason right now at eight, at eight and a half also four and a half boards and one and a half assists so I expect him to come out and do that again he's been doing his scoring early and then really seeming to look for other guys uh, a little bit more so if he's going to have that kind of intensity to get to the bucket and just put it on uh, Gobert in Q1, then I'm going to continue to feel good about them being able to cover three points, which is about even money on DraftKings. Uh, it's actually three and a half in a bunch of other books. So you're getting a pretty good deal there on, on DK. Yeah, I mean, I'm with it. It's it's only one quarter. So, it, it, you know, you're talking about variance. You're talking about a three-point spread. It, it, But, I mean, the Wolves, yeah, I would not expect necessarily to come out strong. But who knows? I, I'll, I'll just give you guys a different way of betting the Nuggets, which clearly we both are thinking it's a 99% chance they win this game at home and wrap this series up. I'm going to stick to my guns to say Nuggets money line over 221. I mean, I was basically on the over and ant to have a big performance in game four, and the over did not really hit. Um, but I'll, I'll run that back. I'll just give you guys the odds on that same parlay, which has been money. Ant 30 points, three threes, over for the game, plus 300. Uh, if you just take Nuggets to win and the over, you're talking plus 165, which I, I really like. I mean, it's the Nuggets at home. They, they First of all, they're averaging 120 points per game their last eight home playoff games. But look at this, what happened in the regular season. When they score at least 109 at home, they are 33-2 and two on the season, which is absolutely absurd. One of those is a random loss to Brooklyn. And then the previous one, you have to go all the way back to December 6th against uh, Dallas. And 
you know, are they going to be able to continue scoring with ease? I mean, Joker had an easy 43 in this last game on just 26 field goal attempts. So, if I mean, yeah, if Gobert's, you're supposed to be your stopper and he's not doing his job in the individual matchup, you're in trouble. But Joker also a minus 14 with those 43 yeah. points, which shows you he's not a great defender. I mean, straight up, my yeah. 116 defensive rating last three and the reason we like him so much, I was, I, I'm continuing around his props, is he realized, wait, once I just beat my guy off the dribble, I can just lay it up whenever I want. Like, there is no rim protection here at all. It's just Jokic. So, I mean, the Wolves, there's momentum for both teams, I feel, offensively, because the Wolves scored 18 in overtime, feeling good about themselves, at least to get the win. The 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 Nuggets, who just had no urgency, and that's basically why that last game did not go over, Still able to close a 12-point deficit when they really turned it on. And like you said, they're going to turn it on at home. Six of their last eight home playoff games have gone over. Six of the last seven regular season meetings between these teams went over. And the Wolves are actually a much higher scoring team on the road. Really weird splits. But you know, since the All-Star break, basically, last 17 roadies, they scored 120 a game versus you know 111 at home down the stretch. So uh, I do like the over and uh, I mean, obviously like the nuggets to win. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, and I, I like the fact that Ant Edwards is a guy that we've, we've tried to predict what he's going to do. It, it, we were sort of scared to take him for the first couple games. And then he said that they were going to come back from down three Oh, and now you can rely on him. So even if everything else around that, t- that Timberwolves team and ant is stagnant uh, and the spacing continues to be just awful and limited when you have cat and Gobert on the floor at the same time, just speaking to the over point of, you know, that you're making, like you, I think we know what we're getting from ant at this point, because he's going to put his money where his mouth is. Um, also, I was going to bring up that Gobert was somebody I, was eyeing for our player props video as well as he continues to put up points contributing to uh to to, to detracting from uh Nikola Jokic's individual offense or defensive rating as he continues to allow guys to get to the basket pretty much at will maybe he doesn't want to foul because I I don't think he's as bad as he seemed to be but uh Gobert is is definitely taking advantage of the fact that you know if he brings a lot of uh, aggression on the offensive uh, side of the floor and goes after those offensive boards he can get buckets uh and his uh points prop is at about 12 and a half tonight whereas he's been averaging about 15 and a half in this series so uh pretty good bet there for him to, to do that as well I, I don't know what he's going to be like in a closing game I've never really seen him bring it too much when he was on the Yaz obviously they didn't get too far either in, in elimination games so I don't know what his level of, of, of care is going to be but I do think there's going to be points in this game to your point and obviously we both like the Nuggets so I'm going to finish things off with a bet in that Suns Clips game once more here Nate uh, and, and close it out with talking about KD because I like the, the the special that I'm getting on on DraftKings right now for him to just score 20 points five boards and five assists. And it's only minus 110 on DraftKings for one unit. So, you know, I I looked at it and was like, that's still worth it to me. I thought it was going to be, when I first looked at it, I just my eyes immediately read 25 points, five rebounds of five assists. Cause he's average. He's gotten 25 points or more in every game in this series. Uh, so the fact that it's just 20, obviously the scariest part of this is probably the assists, but he's also gotten those assists every game in this series as well. Um, averaging well above both, you know, 20, uh, five boards and five assists. So um, if you look at how he's played with Phoenix, he's really cut into CP three's assists, uh, which is why I was happy to take an under on Chris Paul's rebounds and assists prop recently over the weekend, because of the fact that he just hasn't been getting those are getting eaten into by uh, KD specifically who's you know come in and, and averaged about four assists on this team and, and that's since he's been here CP3 has dipped from nine uh, and a half assists per game to about 7.7 uh, 
Um, so that's obviously those assists you can see right where they're going into KD's pocket. Uh, so I continue to feel good about him to be able to get those. Uh, and the fact that Booker's so hot, man, like, I mean, he, he's, he, I don't know how you're going to stop him. I would imagine that when Ty Lue says he's going to game plan for somebody on this other, on, on the Suns, he's talking about Devin Booker because, you know, with KD, he's been fine. But the, the game plan for them has been obviously just get the ball out of his hands. And one of the biggest beneficiaries is obviously Devin Booker. So if he's going to game plan differently than he has been, it's going to be with a focus on Booker and not KD, probably allowing him to continue to get his uh, and, and maybe even have the ball in his hands a bit more with the option of doing what he wants to do. Obviously, that would lead him to getting points, but that's just a theory around how Ty Lue might game plan for him. Either way, with these props uh, at the at the money that they are, basically minus, uh, like I said, basically even money there, uh, I, I feel pretty good about KD to get his and what I think will probably be the serious clinching game. Yeah, my question for you is what what is it? What are the odds if you go twenty five plus points? Because I mean, I don't think there's any. I couldn't find it. I know there's any chance he's going. Below they didn't offer it. Um, as we talked about, and basically in every game this series, it's like, yo, look, KD and Booker are both getting twenty five. Like for the Suns to win or lose, whatever, they had sixty last game uh, on like sixty uh, percent combined field goal shooting, and that's the recipe. That's part of why I don't think the Suns can cover. Because it's like these guys can't miss shots at all. They're like the, the margin is really slim, even against uh, a pretty shorthanded Clippers team, which makes me, you know, already want to get ahead of the Nuggets beating the Suns in the next round uh, or looking at futures there. Because I, I just, yeah, I, they're just so thin. And uh, there is some concern there. But KD, he's got to do it all exactly because they're thin. Yeah. Uh, so I like this. This is a real nice conservative bet. This is this is right up my alley. Yeah. yeah. Let's Let's get a nice bankroll builder. Yeah, I figured Nate would like a uh, a nice conservative bet that still gets you close to even money, and and LKD has to do score twenty points and just do what he does every game five five boards and five assists, and and yeah, I think you know in, as far as like the the covering for for the Clippers, like you said, the margin of error is so small. I think maybe we uh, we run through a potential uh, you know re- revisit what those futures markets look like maybe next week now that we know uh, that you know there's at least one team in by the time that uh, the games that we just talked about play, we could have two more teams in the second round. Uh, and we're you know already ready to talk about some of these futures and get ahead of some stuff here, some of these matchups and things, and get some of those juicy odds that are available to you if you get the right futures bets under your belt. So you're listening to the Lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 5 
522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Uh, but Nate, let's jump right into your first NBA playoff prop for Tuesday night. Yeah, Anthony Edwards, again, uh, going to go down swinging. Uh, we think that the Wolves are not going to be able to pull out the win, but he's going to continue to be a usage monster. What I'm taking is just four threes for him. Four plus threes at plus 190 FanDuel. I mean, his his scoring prop is up to 29. I don't have a problem if you want to take that. What I would do if you want to take that is put it in some parlays because Amp 30 plus three plus threes and over for the game at 221 is plus 300. Like I wouldn't just bet him to get 30. I think if he's getting 30, this game is going over because the Nuggets are monstrous offensively at home and is the offense for the Wolves right now because Cat has disappeared. Mike Conley was old. Gobert does not get his own shot. Uh, but yeah, Cat in those first two in Denver, 10 and a half points per game on 30% shooting. Uh, his last five road playoff games, 18 and a half points per game, 95 offensive rating. But Anna's picked him up. Don't worry. Um, it, I mean, his last five playoff games, 32 points on a 32% usage rate, hitting, averaging around four threes at 40%. Uh, he actually hit four plus threes in five of six games against Memphis last year. And Denver is not as good of a defense. I, they did guard the three-point line pretty well, but they haven't been able to guard Ant in this series. He's getting his own shot. He's hitting 14. He's hit 14 threes on 33 attempts in the last three in this series. That's good for 42%. And most importantly, I mean, he's taking double-digit attempts. So, I mean, he's going to get get the opportunities here. He's turning it on in the second half. The last three second halves, 27, 23, and 18 points. So for for his... Uh, Point and then and then he had several in the overtime in that eighteen. With them to be trailing, like you're going to expect Ant to be gunning down the stretch. I would be surprised if he doesn't get thirty, but I think the odds are best here for the for the trays. Yeah, I'm with it. Uh, I, I mean, look, I, I think Denver might have uh, some trouble moving forward. I know we probably both like them to to win a series against the Suns, who they're likely playing next. But like. If de- if they can't guard Ant and can they guard Devin Booker? This this is sort of a position that they might continue to have trouble with. Uh, and, and yeah, Ant is a guy who you know I was looking at, at taking him as well, and I thought this has been Nate's guy. Let me let him continue to ride with him. But but yeah, uh, my my full support on the Ant picks as as I was saying in the best bets video, like he was pretty. It was a little bit shakier with him at the beginning of these playoffs. He still kind of seemed like the inconsistent guy that when he we didn't know if he was really bringing it. And then it really his defense leads to his offense getting a couple blocks and steals really just seems to ignite him and, and that happened in game two and then since then it's been lights out for for the young ant there so after guaranteeing that he was going to win uh that they were going to be the first team to come back from a 3-0 deficit i think he'll definitely be looking to back that up continuing and as long as they're alive in this series i think we'll po- probably be seeing Ant in our player props videos so uh moving on to a game that had a, a pretty big piece of news come out right before we started recording on monday evening here uh where Dejounte murray was officially suspended one game for uh, his altercation with the referee in that last game uh, that they lost there in Atlanta. Uh, and he has uh, been huge for them in these playoffs, leading the team in, in minutes, second in usage rate behind Trey, second in points behind Trey, uh, being a big-time defender for them uh, against
against different guys uh, on the on the other team, including Jalen Brown, uh, who he's guarded a bunch. So uh, you know, I, I, he's they're gonna be in trouble without him. He, he they they couldn't necessarily figure it out throughout the season, um, but you know, with him out there, uh, they were definitely better in the playoffs. Bogey's been good. I'm going with Bogdanovich o- over uh, on points, and as we record this, we don't know what that is yet. I'm going to predict that it's going to come out around 17 and a half. Uh, high would be 18 and a half points, in my opinion, if they put it that high because of the fact that he hasn't been playing that many minutes, uh, just 25 a game in this series. But I think he's still a good bet at about 17 and a half points. So when we see what it is, uh, I'll definitely be tweeting and stuff. We can get in the comments on the YouTube video here once you guys are watching it. Uh, but once we know more about what exactly that looks like, you know, I- I'll-, I'll let you know how I feel about it. But like I said, I'm predicting it to be around that. And I would take it over 17 and a half points uh, on-, on any books that you can find it. Because I do think that there's this is a situation that will call for him where they're going to need a bit more offense against a Celtics team that's incredible on offense at home, similar to that Denver Nuggets team. Um, and Bogey is a guy that they turn to on the road. Uh, especially he's he's uh, an adult in the room an adult scorer specifically uh in the room that can help create his own shot and, and really doesn't need much room to pull it uh when when he's on the floor which definitely helps space for trey uh you know he's got the fourth highest usage rate on the team despite the fact that he's only playing to 25 minutes per game he still has uh the fourth uh most amount of minutes as well at this point and is the first man off the bench um and i think you can expect his minutes to rise to about the 31 minutes per game at least and that's what he because one that's what he got when uh he played without Murray during the regular season um, but too because th- he also just gets more minutes at home uh, they rely on him more uh, uh, on the road than at home 15 points per game in the series and 29 minutes when he's at, uh, uh, in Boston versus just uh, the 12 points per game in 26 minutes that he's playing when he's been at home in the in this series so far uh, you cannot play Sadiq Bey that has been made obvious uh, his individual defensive rating is 130 his individual net rating is minus 12 and a half because he is getting cooked by whomever you you know, they're just hunting him, essentially. And one of the Jays is going to just take him on. Unfortunately, he's also been the brunt of some some Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon slitheriness as he's gotten past him a few times as well. So I, I think that's not the answer. And this is really a seven-ish man rotation with Jalen Johnson getting some minutes, but mostly like Sadiq Bey and uh, Bogey have been the ones getting minutes off the bench for this team. So there's not very many places else to turn for the, the Hawks other than Bogey, who, like I said, if he's getting 31 minutes, then like give me close to 20 points, uh, closer to 20 than 15 anyway i'm gonna have to put a moratorium on adult in the room if you're gonna use it for bogey who's like 23 years old i think what you mean he's is he's a gamer i mean i do like his demeanor he's a guy who who will come out on the road and not be phased you know uh (laughs) he's 30 yeah (laughs) okay he's a man well he looks he looks really young i i definitely don't (laughs) consider him a, a seasoned guy by any means but uh, yeah i mean i like this as long as it's 16 and a half or so honestly i'm gonna be targeting the hawks defense or lack thereof more so without Dejounte. just kind of throw out as a bonus pick jalen brown 27 points because like you said he's been the primary defender there but i'm going with a guy who you will not mistake for an adult uh or a a (laughs) child that is papa al al horford uh to go 10 rebounds and assists even money at FanDuel. We're not going to mess with the points, obviously, after he goes for an 0-11-5 line that could make Draymond Green proud in Game 3. I mean, that's he's extremely valuable to the Celtics team, and he doesn't necessarily have to score, even though he's the most efficient three-point shooter in the league this year and probably is going to hit a couple of those. Uh, but, he's look, he's going to play big minutes. He played 38 minutes in Game 1 at home here. He's averaging 33 
for the series. And Rob Williams had a nice game in game three, but he played his most of the series, 29. And the Celtics should be much more cautious with Rob than Al, even though there's a huge age difference there. There's also a huge difference in durability. Um, Al at home in the playoffs with Boston, 8.8 rebounds and 4.2 assists. So we're cruising past 10. He's also a plus 177 in those 39 games versus slight minus on the road. You know, he is kind of the heart and soul. He's the guy who rebounds and starts the break. He's the guy who is connective, a playmaker from the elbow, from the post, whatever. I mean, take away before game two against the Hawks, where he had uh, just four rebounds, three assists. He had hit 10 plus rebounds, assists in 11 straight home playoff games and 18 of his last 19. So this is not really a going out on a limb here. The, uh, the, the odds are great at just minus 102. So I'm, I'm going to hit that and just look for the Celtics to just, to just dominate as a team and not not necessarily. That's why I pivoted off Jalen for 27 points because I don't know who's going to be lighting up Atlanta, but I know they're just going to get dominated. <laughs> and and I was looking at similar theory to you. Uh, I was looking at, um, you know, uh, maybe some Jason Tatum assists. You could get plus money for them to, for him to get five. He's done that twice in this series. He's done it a lot against Atlanta and somewhat true to the theory. Like if Jalen Brown's going to be the biggest beneficiary of, of DeJounte Murray not being present, then maybe that means that uh, they're looking for him more, right? Just the other thing with that is that the Celtics, while they do get a decent amount of assists in, in games that they play well, like sometimes they might just say, well, Jalen Brown can just have the ball from the start and he can just go uh, basically end to end and and take whomever's trying to guard him one-on-one because they're not going to have a great answer for him. Like if DeAndre Hunter is guarding, uh, is guarding whichever one DeAndre Hunter is not guarding is going to do pretty well in terms of Jalen or Jason, right? And so rather than try to focus on that, like you're saying, I do like the, the going for Papa Al. Um, and since I can't talk about Papa Al uh, because in, in terms of his taking his prop, I am going to take Clint Capella's prop as an under uh, and, and talk about Papa Al as a result of that because he does super well against Clint Capella. Uh, Capella under 21 and a half points and rebounds is minus 110 on bet MGM. Put a unit on that with, with some confidence. He hasn't hit this prop uh uh, this over one time in seven games versus Boston, uh, his last seven overall. Rob Will only played one of those games because Papa Al shuts it down basically when he gets out there. Uh, he spends the most time, uh, he's been spending the most time guarding Clint Capella in this series. He plays drop coverage that would make Charles Woodson proud with how good he is at it. Uh, and that's going to be his bread and butter. That's why if you are a zero, if you have no ability to shoot outside of seven feet like Clint Capella does not, then Papa Al knows exactly how to guard you uh, and, and is smarter than you. And, and can get down there and still box you out and keep you off the boards, keep you off the second chance points, which is how Capella needs to score. Um, if you want to look at how he's done in Boston, even worse, only hitting this prop twice in his last 10 when he plays on the road versus Boston dating back three years ago. Uh, and he's really highly dependent upon Trey to be successful, which is why he's not as good on the road in Boston, where Trey is also not as good on the road at Boston, at least in this series, uh, in this regular season, there's well 20 points per game, seven assists, uh, so far for Trey when he's playing in Boston. So if he's not going to be there to, to get Papa, excuse me, Papa, to get Capella into space, uh, and, and mismatches as a result of the pick and roll that they run together, then I don't really know how Clint Capella scores. And they're going to probably find themselves needing a bit more offense rather than, you know, boxing out, which is what he provides more than anything. Uh, or even, I mean, obviously the defense around the rim will be huge, but if they need to sacrifice that for three point shooting, then they probably will. Yeah. There's a reason you've gone to this. Well, during the regular season too, is Capella's minutes are inconsistent because sometimes a Kongwu is a better option. And he seemed like the better option in game three, even though he didn't put up a lot of stats. Like when he was out there, 
Atlanta looked like a much more fluid and quick team, and they and they played at a pace that was friendly to them. Um, I don't think they're going to beat Boston, yeah, trying to bang, and that's why John Collins and Capella have struggled in this series. They're getting ex- exposed defensively, and they're just not very multifaceted offensive players. So I like the under. I just consistent with pointing out um, inconsistencies, though. I got to say, Rod Woodson is is the uh, Hall of Fame free safety. Charles is a cornerback. Yeah, so, I mean, drop, drop coverage. coverage helps, but... Uh, uh, he play, you play drop coverage as a cornerback. I know who Charles Woodson is, just in case anybody was worried about that. <laughs> but you could play drop coverage as, as a quarterback. Rod yeah, Woodson but they were old school man-to-man. He, he was the he was the like, original Revis Island. I think, I think it just would have been better with Rod. Fine. Next time, I will. I will definitely check, <laughs> run my run my NFL safety references by, by, by you. Uh, but I will also say that when he was on the Packers, Charles Woodson was a safety. At any rate, this is the NBA Coast to Coast podcast, and that is all the time that we have in it for you today on Tuesday night. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Also, check out the best bets video that we have up for you for Tuesday's three game slate. And until we see y'all next, happy betting. Yeah.